0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian Giant, Venetius, the Temptress Witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rewind Podcast. I'm your host this week because Ted is MIA. So I am joined with Ref Amy and the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy this special little um, temperature switch takeover edition. Um, We've got a lot of stuff coming up soon, and we've got some really exciting news that if any of you um, have been checking out our social media pages over the past week, you will see that we have a merch shop officially um, we are contracted with What A Maneuver. So go ahead and order your Rewind t-shirts. Um, particularly, you know, Ivy Fans is a pretty popular one from what I hear. Um, but we've got some really cool designs and we're really excited about it. So make sure you go check that out. Um, Ref Amy, tell us about CCW. What do we got going on?
2: Oh my God. Oh, no, wait. I can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hosting. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't um, know. So this weekend we have CCW Presents. Breakout three, our student run show. I will be there. I'm on the poster. I'm super happy about that. <laughs> um, in two weeks we have, not only do we have bash in the brew, but we also have a QT Marshall seminar coming up. So any wrestlers in the area, or if you just want to fly into Florida, have a vacation, it's a great seminar to get into a good, uh, guy to make I be awesome. Uh, what else do we got? We got and oh, and of course, something very important to us August 28th, we have Nashville CCW Music Fight Night. So yep. you'll see us there. And be, we, yep. you, you might even get a live podcast out of there.
0: Maybe. Hey, that could be That's the surprise. It. Yeah. Hey. Yep. And-
2: and then, of course, every Tuesday, a live wrestling 7 p.m. on YouTube. Check it out. Duh. That is, I don't know if anybody's aware, but that is the Temptress,
1: which favorite uh, weekly wrestling program to keep up with. So I like to jump in the chat. So if you guys are in the chat, jump in. I'll talk to you. Um, in addition to that, we have uh, the Rewind Wrestling promo battle that we're going to be hosting again this year. But we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, we're still working out all the ins and outs of it, but we've got some pretty cool stuff planned for it. So stay tuned for that. Um, Don't forget to check out Sportinarium, our little wonderful friends that we just absolutely love and adore for all their support and everything. And also 1310 is, I guess, where they have their merch stuff set up. So go ahead and check that out. And our little friend Bryce, make sure you guys hit that GoFundMe to help support the Norton family because they have just been through it and they are really great people. So we want to make sure that we shout them out and do as much as we can to help them and get some money raised for them because they have a lot going on. Alrighty. I think we got it all out the way. So hopefully Keep Ted us. will be proud. <laughs> either It's either he's going to be proud of us or we're all getting fired after this. So, you know, one or the other, I guess we'll see. Um, so interesting week in wrestling. We're going to talk a little bit about everything here. Um, We've got some returns that came up um, we're still kind of working out the ins and outs of the events that unfolded at money of the bank and Monday Night Raw afterwards um, so I just kind of want to know what you guys were thinking the entire time with money in the bank did you get excited to see the fans back did you think that it made a big difference so let me know your thoughts overall just kind of keep it simple because I don't want to too much you know go into money in the bank but um, you know it's already been the news has already been broken all week so Just give me quick thoughts on it and let me know how you're thinking. Let's go to Ref Amy.
2: All right. So definitely fans elevated the pay-per-view like tremendously, like even spots. I was kind of like, that was bad, but the fans made it a lot better. And it was also, it was interesting seeing the wrestlers interact with the fans as well, because that's something we haven't seen. Like, we saw a little bit at WrestleMania, but, like, we haven't right. seen that in almost a year. Like, I popped so hard for uh, Charlotte flicking off the fans when they were chanting, <laughs> we want Becky. And Yes. Let me, a little side note here, like... Obviously, Charlotte, Tyler, calm down, um, is amazing. I'm
0: trying. I, you um, said Charlotte, come on.
2: Down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like, we know her. She's very talented. Like, she, she's, she was born to r- wrestle. Like, the, no mm-hmm. one can doubt that. And then also, Ray Ripley. Like, they were mm-hmm. able to take something that the fans obviously weren't interested in. Like, and it's not their fault. It's right. the way that the storyline has been written. And the fans are ch- chanting, we want Becky. And, like, just not paying attention at all to at the end of the match saying fight forever and this is awesome so like that a testament to them like obviously charlotte like we know she's that awesome but like ray ripley also rising to the challenge and putting on a great show and all in all like i really enjoyed the pay-per-view like obviously seeing that end with uh john cena was great because john cena was my childhood pretty much the entirety (laughs) of wwe so yeah i I enjoyed the show a lot yeah um it's actually really funny because
1: Um, like just in mentioning the overall pay-per-view, I think that the biggest pop in my household was definitely seen as music hitting. Um, I had it on, you know, was just kind of watching it. I had both my little ones here and like, you know, we're just sitting here. It's actually really funny too, because I have two parrots and my one parrot got like super excited. Like the entire time he was like doing what I call the, uh, crouching birdie flying dragon pose where like, Mm -hmm. he kind of crouches down and flutters his wings towards things that he wants. So he was like super into it, and it was really funny because I I usually stream it up in the bedroom or something. I don't always have it on the living room, but um, yeah, it was like the pop in my household when Cena came out. Like I was kind of anticipating it a little bit, you know, going into it, but I I didn't see anything confirmed anywhere, so I was like, nah, I don't know, we'll see. But my nine year old who was playing in the other room with her Barbies, like heard Cena's music and she just jumps up and hauls her little behind into the living room and she was like oh my god oh my god she's a mommy mommy I'm like what she was like that's my man and like she was so excited <laughs> and I actually had a video um I, I videoed her and like she was like standing up on the back of the couch and getting all hype and it was it was really cool because for me like I saw myself in her like the mm-hmm. way that she popped right. Cena is the way that I used to pop at Jeff Hardy when I was younger and especially like when when the Hardys came back at what was it Wrestlemania yeah yeah whatever like when I my reaction to that was the exact same reaction that my nine-year-old had to Cena the other night and like you know I had a little bit of a, a proud wrestling mama moment there because it really you know I think that it really was good um but, yeah, so, Tyler, um, I see that you're live from Raw right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a
0: correspondent. Who knew? Yeah, Raw, I know, Raw, right? right behind us. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> wrestling. I, I'm getting in the spirit like you guys are talking about. I think overall for this whole week of wrestling, you know, throughout all the promotions has been amazing. I agree with it. Cena was huge. Man, I was getting excited. I'm like, the rumors do kind of kill the buzz for us all. I, that's the only thing because they kept saying, oh, right. we're probably going to get the dream match. And I'm like, Hey, I can't say much because I used to be one of those dirt sheet riders, so I'm not going to ride them too hard because (laughs) they could come back at me. But it's true, man. I I wish we didn't know all the time what's Mm going to happen because that Mm -hmm. surprise element we're missing today. But things are just going to get out. And, hey, regardless, it was still a great surprise. Love seeing Cena. I think it's awesome that your kids had that moment. And I'm with Ref Amy. That was part of my childhood too and go back a little farther than that but Roman Reigns has just been great you know really that tag team match with the Mysterios and Usos I thought was a great match off Mm -hmm. the kickoff Mm -hmm. show I like how the Usos are to me are wrestling more the heel persona I mean it took the other brother helping to get the leverage on the pinning combination I think that's the way you need to wrestle I mean sure it's getting kind of mixed up between baby faces and heels but you still like to be able to to determine the differences between the two mm-hmm. and man Ray and Dominic just keep impressing me. And I love uh, Jay and Jimmy. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy for them getting this opportunity. And uh, I don't think that's going to be uh, the last of that chapter. I think we'll see more between the Mysterios and the Usos and the bloodline has championships, all the gold with right. him. I think they can go a lot of different ways, creatively, with uh you know wwe and all that stuff if i can get my words out god help me thank god i've got two women because i'm so excited i'm at (laughs) raw i can't even talk that's my excuse for that so
1: (laughs) i know tyler you're kind of big pimping tonight you're you're just kind of stuck here alone with me and amy we could you know do whatever we want
0: i know you that's what you need to do (laughs) speaking of surprises and debuts that's what needs to happen you need to call me out can you even talk i know you're from tennessee but please get educated come on (laughs) There
1: you go. <laughs> no, you are you are definitely good, Tyler. And we absolutely <laughs> oh, love hearing your, you. your insight as well. Um, oh, thank you. So, you know, um, uh, kind of like going back, I agree with what you guys said. I think that the show was overall great. I agree with Tyler. I wish that we didn't have so much leaked, uh, you know, prior to these events folding out because it does kind of kill it a little bit. But sometimes, you know, no matter what, whether you know before or not, you're still going to pop as a fan. So um, I thought mm-hmm. it was really good to see, you know, the fans back in there and, and more so just the interaction with the fans, like Amy said, um, you know, kind of seeing the the performers being able to come out and, you know, high five everybody on the way down and stuff. That was really great. I think that was a great thing that we've been missing, you know, for sure, for so long. It seems like it's been an eternity. Um, and then uh, talking about Roman Reigns and the Usos, I don't know if you guys caught like that little backstage promo where, you know, the Usos were kind of talking with Roman there, but I don't know. I kind of saw some facial expressions that made me wonder if we're going to get that, that turn from the USOs soon towards Roman Reigns because I think it's coming. I just don't know when.
0: That's a great point. You, you just never know. And I, by the way, I love your guys' perspective too. So kudos to you too. And please be easy on me if you're coming after me. I appreciate it. But just try <laughs> to have mercy. Well, it's okay.
1: Ted isn't here to fuel the fire this week. And Nellie is not here to take us off the rails. So I think we'll be okay. (laughs) Well, that's true. Um, But
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, so you know, a couple more things about money in the bank, um, just that I was kind of brainstorming and thinking up. Um, I think the only thing that I was disappointed about was that we didn't get a Becky Lynch return. Um, I thought it would have been really cool to maybe see her kind of come in, you know, during the, the latter match or even kind of pop in between that um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match, which I really do think that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley had a great match overall. And I, 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 do feel for them, you know, like in the beginning there when the fans were chanting, you know, we want Becky. Um, I, I want Becky, but at the same time, you know, so much respect goes to both Charlotte and, and Ripley because they really did a, a great job with it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. We had Big E getting his shot. So Ref Amy called it. Um, I think it's pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where this is this is going to go for him. Um, and then how about of course-
2: also in that match, Ricochet defying the laws of physics with that yes. spot.
1: <laughs> Listen, I very much so enjoyed the men's Money in the Bank match. Um, the women's match, I feel like it kind of lost me a little bit. Um, I was satisfied with the outcome. I was really excited to see Nikki kind of, you know, to, to win that and and kind of overcome everything. And it was interesting how everybody was up on the ladders at the same time there. But I do think that that match was lacking something for me and I can't quite wrap my head around what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just wasn't as eventful as what I was hoping, you know, that it would be. Um, kind of finishing up with money in the bank and going into you know monday night raw but still talking a little bit about money in the bank here because we had some returns obviously we had cena come back um and we also had goldberg show up so i mean what's got you know like what is going on this week and keith lee's returned also so we've got some stuff going on i'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that tyler tell me what you're thinking
0: Oh, I got to tell you, I like Goldberg coming back because I, I was a fan. I, I know I'm going to hear it from critics and the wrestling community because it's like, oh, we we got to bring Goldberg back. You know, Lashley, they wanted Lesnar. This is a good swerve, though. We may still get mm-hmm. Lesnar. It may not be against Reigns like we, we're hoping or thinking because of Heyman's allegiance, even though I would personally love to see the Reigns-Lesnar match. I think, you know, in a way, it's kind of smart booking. I mean, to us, right. we, we don't agree or see it, but I mean, Ref Amy and Nellio and, and you, Ivy, you can kind of see things I, I can't from a fan's perspective point of view. So I'm curious to uh, get your all's thoughts on on Goldberg. What, what do you think this return means? I mean, definitely we're getting that WWE championship match with Lashley, but do you think maybe Lesnar could still show up or something because you still have that, that history with Goldberg? I'm just kind of uh, going out on a limb about that, but I, I wanted to get your all's kind of theories on the whole Goldberg-Lashley ordeal.
2: Well, um, I think, personally, (laughs) I think Goldberg was the second choice of this, Mm -hmm. and I think they just threw money at him, because obviously Brock isn't biting, at least right now, Mm -hmm. Um, so I think this was definitely, like, thrown together at the last minute, um, because it really doesn't make any sense why Goldberg (laughs) would want to be there and stuff, but um, yeah, I definitely see them still holding out for Brock Lesnar like he will always be the person that they go after it's a love hate relationship and i feel mm-hmm. like brought like it it might not happen just because put keeping the belt on Bobby Lashley for too long can like damage the things that they have planned but i really think that the bigger picture is Brock Lesnar and they're just waiting for him to finally answer their calls and miss texts and everything. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, that's kind of how I'm feeling. I think it kind of comes down to whether or not they can, you know, come to agreements with Brock in regards to money, you know, to get mm-hmm. him to agree. Um, but I also, I don't think, I don't, I definitely don't think that, you know, Goldberg makes the most sense here. Um, But what I do think is that it is giving them the opportunity to kind of drag out this, you know, the bloodline storyline a little bit longer um, to potentially bring Brock in and kind of have, I'm thinking that just prospectively, given the history, obviously, between the Usos and, and everything that's going on with Roman now and Brock and Paul Heyman having history, what I'm thinking is we're probably going to see something along the lines of when Brock does bite and he co- and he does come back in, you know, Heyman is with Roman now, Brock is, you know, going to come in. And I think that it's going to be something where Heyman is going to end up playing both sides and we're going to see him turn on Roman. And at the same time, we're going to see the Usos turn on Roman. And that's where it's going to kind of lead into an even more, you know, bigger rivalry then between Brock and Roman and kind of give us something to prolong a little bit, um, and just, you know, drag it out and just add a little bit more spice to it. I think that with fans, you know, being back at events now, this is something that they're probably, they've been hanging on to this for a while and they're just wait, they've been waiting for the right time. So um, Roman and Goldberg does not make sense to me, but I'm thinking, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where they're going to put them over even more until we can get the real big Brock versus Roman match. Um, and then also with Cena coming back, I'm pretty curious to see, you know, how this is all gonna unfold. Cause we haven't seen the last of him. We haven't seen um, you know, he, he's kind of I just want to see how long is he gonna stay? Is this gonna be Cena's final run? Um, and then we have you know everything going on with Lashley too. How long are they gonna leave the belt on Lashley? I mean, do
2: it's we think question, this is long
1: term? Because I think that it would have made a lot more sense to have somebody else come in, you know, to kind of target him, but we'll see. I don't know what's going on At the end of the day. We kind of all sit there and just wonder who booked this shit because <laughs> this isn't what we would have booked. So. <laughs>
0: hey, well, let me throw this out there. What about the fiend? What do you guys think? Could that be why Cena? could they still do a rivalry even after the maybe that's um, far-fetched i don't know i'm just throwing it out there i don't know
2: I, th- I think personally cena's just coming for here for the roman reigns thing i don't think he's going to be around no. for a very long time i think no. he just wants to get this done because like everyone kind of wants to see it even though like people on the internet will say they don't like i think it, the the what do they have their uh feud like three years ago that was really great matches and like, right right no one could take anything away from them and so I- like it, it would be nice to see that again
1: Yeah, I also think, too, that before Cena ends, I think that he really, you know, is trying to push for WWE to allow him to break the record for titles. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, if Cena comes in and Cena does, you know, end up beating, um, you know, Roman says, I I think that the only reason is going to be so that Cena can feel that he has fulfilled, you know, his highest level of accomplishment. And, you know, kind of leave on peaceful terms and just kind of go there. So even if Cena does win, I don't see Cena having the belt for very long. I would see that being more of a, like, just kind of gratifying him and giving him what he wants for a little bit. And then we'll probably see, you know, for a short, short period of time, boom, he's going to lose it. And then there we go. Yeah. Um, and I don't see Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. What the hell am I saying? Um, I don't see him hanging around too much longer either like i you know he they're kind of doing with him what they've done with the undertaker for years they just kind of book him for like you know one big event here and there and then it's just kind of like meh we don't care like we love to see it but we don't care
2: <laughs> yeah but the only difference is even when uh the undertaker was getting booked like that the undertaker could still go and True. like
1: True. goldberg
2: like respected but he like in that yeah. last match with even braun Strowman, like braun had braun of all people who has to most mm-hmm. of the time be carried through matches was being right. carried or was carrying goldberg, was carrying goldberg yeah and then the and, drew and mcintyre I match too. Say, exactly I mean, yeah watching that match between
1: goldberg and drew mcintyre i think is what kind of gave me that realization where i'm like okay it's time because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, that situation in the ring where he essentially oh. dropped McIntyre on his neck, you could tell it was sloppy. It was very unsafe. He just doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm one of those people where when I'm, you know, seeing these performers, you know, come out, I want to see them in their prime, in their best. And when it starts to get to that point where I'm looking at this match and I'm like, "Holy shit! Like this is sloppy. This is unsafe." I I don't want to remember you know this character that way. I want to remember them at their very best. So I think that you know Goldberg he's he's pushing it here. I, I don't I don't really agree with him being in the ring anymore. I think maybe you know.
2: You want to mentor
1: some people fine but let's not keep booking these big rivalries with him and have somebody get injured because he's either going to injure himself because he his body can't take it anymore or he's going to mess up in the ring and he's going to hurt one of these younger guys who still has so much going for them in their career and Mm -hmm. I would hate to see that happen to anybody you know.
0: I would too. And, and it's a shame because like you said, Goldberg was, we remember him from that undefeated streak in WCW mm-hmm. as this legend, you know, and even his first WWE run was great with the rock. I right. mean, when the rock was healing, he him. I mean, what a way to debut, but you know, and the Lesnar matches, they got it right. Remember that WrestleMania, they were, the fans were turning on both of them because they were leaving. They knew it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that it was getting out that news. And it was great to see them, you know, finish that out on good terms, but I'm with you after the McIntyre match, man, I was starting to doubt if Goldberg could really go or, or perform a match anymore. And I, I hate to say that. Cause I'm a fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And and that's kind of what it boils down to, you know, we all absolutely love seeing, you know, these certain wrestlers, you know, be able to push it as long as they can. Right. But when you start to see them, you know, and their abilities decline, it, it kind of takes away the magic for you in a sense. So, so yeah. I'm definitely with you guys on that. Um, also, we saw Keith Lee come back. what do you guys think about
2: that?
0: Amy, I'm gonna let go Ref ahead. Amy take
2: it. Um, I'm not <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna be a little bit negative, Nancy. Um, sideline the Keith Lee thing because there was a moment on Raw this week that made me stop watching, and it was the Karrion Cross situation. Okay. So I know. Okay. I mean, this is not hating on your man. I'm not hating no, on No, your
1: no, 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 no. I. You're probably going to be really surprised to hear my thoughts on that as well. So go ahead and elaborate because I I will say as as far as um, Keith Lee, though, before we go into that, I'm not super like it. I didn't have that fan pop. I didn't have that reaction that I was hoping that I would get upon his return. So I was like not sure if you guys kind of felt the same way about it or if I'm just crazy and I was bored with wrestling at that point. So um but yeah, so let's let's yeah, let's talk about the whole the whole cross thing because we got some thoughts here.
2: So like obviously Karen Cross having dark matches. It's been rumored that Vince is very like he looked at Karen Cross, which is like he's perfect and wanted him on the main roster and everything, which is Mm -hmm. fine. Um, they don't want him with Scarlett for some reason, which again is fine. I think they work well together. I think that's the, the joy. Of the gimmick is her right. being like this witch thing with for him. Um, so this week they had him go one-on-one with Jeff Hardy, who like Jeff Hardy, he's going to be a legend. He's going to be in the hall of fame multiple times, probably as a singles and a tag team. Um, he's, he hasn't been really doing much lately. And when he does stuff, he's usually either losing or he's on main event. Mm -hmm. So their mind on debuting not only Carrion Cross, who's I'm assuming going to be brought up to the main roster really soon, but they also debuted him with the championship on for NXT. A brand Mm -hmm. that they don't they no longer just have on the network. So it doesn't really viewers don't matter. It's the brand that they have on a TV show on USA. And they pinned him in under two minutes as NXT champion by Jeff Hardy, who hasn't been doing anything. That to me just says everything that you need to know about how the main roster creative cares about NXT. And apparently that's not like, again, dirt cheats, take grain of salt here. Um, it's not being well-received backstage because that was considered like a shot across the bow about how Vince felt about NXT and Triple H is brand. So I don't know. I like when I saw that and I saw how like he was booked in that way, like I would have been happy with a 10 minute match and maybe Jeff Hardy rolled mm-hmm. him up. So it's like a fluke victory, but it it was 2 minutes and I I just don't know what they want to do with him at that point. And it made me not want to watch NXT because I'm like this mm-hmm. guy is the main guy. Why would I watch the show where he just got made a fool of the night before? So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um so <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm I'm with you 100% on that. Um, as much as I absolutely love and adore Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. um, the most eventful portion of that whole situation for me was seeing Jeff coming out to his, you know, music, no more words. I think mm-hmm. that was the only thing about that entire situation that I was happy with. And that's because I know that it's been a little while that Jeff has been pushing, you know, to to be able to use that music again and whatnot. So I was really excited, you know, that they allowed him to do that. And and just to see the fan reaction to that as well was really, really cool. Um, but I do have to agree with you. I, first of all, under two minutes, and you've got, you know, your, your, your big guy from NXT over here, and he's going up against the legend, which didn't really make too much sense you know okay like whatever but Mm -hmm. when when you have someone you know like cross who is the face of this brand and you're bringing him over to the main raw the main roster for a debut you need him to be put over in the correct way right because if you're planning to bring him over here full-time he is going to have to obviously drop the belt in order to do that but to see him lose a match after being so dominant on NXT to a legend in a match that is not a championship match it's not a match that sorry the cat's (laughs) trying to like step on everything here butters come here um you know but this is not a match that he's really gaining anything out of and if you're gonna put him on the roster you want him to gain something out of that match So the fact that he he lost in under two minutes to Jeff Hardy I'm like what the hell are they doing with him because in my opinion you know when you have someone like Jeff Hardy okay we've seen for you know quite a while now like you said he's basically just losing you know or he's in some sort of like random main event match but At the end of the day, they've been essentially using him as a jobber. He is there right now. And I just feel like, you know, he's been putting people over, you know, in the couple matches that we have seen as of late. So for them to not put cross over in this match, kind of like blew me away a little bit. And I was, I was really disappointed in that because I was at least hoping that it would have been, like you said, maybe a 10 minute match where you know you kind of see him and Jeff Hardy go at it beat each other down and then if he was gonna lose lose in some sort of a fluke or lose in like a quick by chance situation where you know both of these men worked their behinds off but yeah, and even that
2: would be bad booking by like standards right? but, but that but, would be
1: better yeah than seeing you know what was it like a minute and 30 seconds like of, of just Nothing, and then and now it, this guy has to yeah. go back to NXT mm-hmm. and like and pretend he's a badass. Yeah, like it just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. And and as much as I love Jeff Hardy, that's this is the one thing I think that I've seen that I'm like really
2: no, I don't know. What do gonna, you think, Tyler? <laughs> I'm going
0: to disagree. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's saying that. No, I, I don't think so. I. I think it with him having the belt will elevate it. I mean, it's role we're talking about. You you can criticize the creative all you want to. Here's where it's going to change up for me. I think it's not going to hurt him because he's he's on a different show now. He's back in NXT. You know, dominating regal. You know, Samoa Joe. They're still going to have that match. So this is getting him more prepared to what his role is going to be in the main roster. That's the way I look at it with Jeff Hardy. Sure, we've not seen Hardy on TV, but. You just said it. He's he's recognizable. He's a legend. And carrying Cross, just to have these opportunities, see, that's what gets me. NXT, I love him. But every time a star says, Well, I could have done this and that, it just depends on the star. carrying Cross is going to be a made man because Vince and Triple H both love him. So he's gonna to me, I don't know. I, I'm playing devil's advocate, I guess, you know, and that's just my thinking. So I enjoyed, you know, hearing your guys' opinion and, and some of it I can't agree with, but I'm just going to have to uh, tend to disagree, though. And that's where I'm going to get ready to get tag team. But I have to throw it out there. I've got to be honest. It didn't, didn't bother me. I have to look at it a different way.
1: Yeah, well, let's just add that little disclaimer that since Tyler is, you know, obviously live at Monday Night Raw right now, um, Vince is standing in front of him with a pistol, uh, yeah. telling him exactly what's. I say. love
0: it, pal.
2: So come on. stop <laughs> taking the money. Stop taking the money.
0: Hey Shane O'Mac, Don't baby. Let
2: them buy hey,
0: it's you. all about the money, baby. You
2: will be added to the board. That's uh, what's hey. yeah. You know what?
1: Well, I think we need to put a Tyler. Come on, picture on that board oh, because hey, go I for cannot it. believe the words that I'm hearing out of his mouth right
0: now. I, I might as well be brother love. I love you, Bruce Pritchard. It sounds like something that you he'd know, defend, you know.
1: Oh my goodness. Um and, and you know what? Speaking of legends, something just kind of like nerdy that I've gotten into this week. Um, I had nothing else to watch and I was really bored. So I ended up putting on the um the AEW series that they did looking for the memorabilia. And something that I kind of wanted to bring up to you guys and just kind of hear your thoughts. I don't know if any of you have seen the show, but essentially. Um, WWE is trying to archive, you know, iconic memorabilia, and there's a lot of stuff over the years that they either don't have, it's gone missing, um, you know, it's been purchased by collectors and whatnot. So they basically go on this mission to try to get some of these items back. Um, they ended up tracking down the iconic butterfly robe that Ric Flair wore, um, which had been missing for like 20 years or more. Um, they ended up finding it and they ended up buying it back. So now they, you know, WWE has added that to their collection. Um, they got the, the collar from Junkyard Dog um, that he wore. Booker T got his, you know, some of his King Booker uh, memorabilia back. So um, we also, they did one with Mick Foley. Um, so it was, I, I actually, I got really into this. And just from a fan perspective, you know, I do have some wrestling memorabilia that I've gotten and collected over the years. And I'm just kind of curious when it comes to memorabilia, is there anything that you guys could think of that maybe, um, you know, they should potentially go look for if they don't have it already?
0: That's a good question. I'm gonna have to think about it. I'll go to Amy (laughs) on this one, because that's a great one. Yeah.
1: I mean, okay, even if we think of, you know, those who are in the spotlight right now, can Mm -hmm. we think of something, let's say, you know, that would be iconic, or, you know, some of these newer wrestlers that eventually is going to be added to that type of list that, you know, years from now, WWE might be trying to track this down because it's going to be
2: worth something. Hmm. It's oh, interesting. Yeah, go Wait, ahead. wait. Um, I remember this from, it's not WWE, but AEW okay. if they're still around in 20 years, this is something that they're, like, one lucky fan got that is probably going to be worth the thousands of dollars um I remember Cody Rhodes it was his first match um I don't know if it was dynamite or it was all out or all in okay he threw his belt into the crowd like his, his waist belt and i mm-hmm. like I remember I think it was all out because it was before they had the show and everything and it was just like that him throwing it out there for a fan and I remember thinking like if they make this work that fan just has a gold mine and yes that will oh, definitely sure be some, yeah that will definitely be something that he the gonna... price that some
1: of these things are going for is insane i mean yeah. like the 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 deals that you know wwe has had to work out in order to get these items back
2: mm-hmm. are kind
1: of blowing my mind there was one with um uh ref robinson um yeah, Charles Robinson. Rick- yeah it was yes it was i love him by the way oh my oh, god he's the really awesome. cutest and sweetest thing ever yeah, like he's cool. we follow we, we follow each other on social media and we've actually oh, really? like, commented back and forth yeah he's you're my he's hero yeah really absolutely cool. I, I love him um but what uh when the rick flair episode where they were looking for um the butterfly robe they finally tracked it down and here it had been like he left it in a freaking hotel in tennessee and i guess Whoever worked at the hotel at the time, it sat and lost and found. Nobody ever claimed it. They must have recognized it, picked it up, and held on to it all these years. They ended up auctioning it off online to cover family funeral expenses or something like that for like 10 grand. A collector picked it up and wanted it. And I mean, they really had to work to get this piece back. And one of the things that the collector who had it wanted was the Ric Flair, the jungle robe. Well, mm-hmm. Charles Robinson had it. And that was like one of his most prized possessions. So they actually go to him in the episode and, you know, they ask him about it. And I mean, he breaks down in tears because he absolutely loves this robe, but they were able to work it out where WWE did a trade. If he gave the jungle robe to them in order to get this robe back, they gave him um, the complete gold robe that Ric Flair wore at one point. So now he has that, but it was, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, you don't realize how much some of this memorabilia means to people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can put a dollar price on some of it, but sometimes you're not going to be able to. And I mean, I know for a fact that like some of the stuff that I have, even though it's probably not worth anywhere near, you know, what these people are like, I, some of the items that I have, I've got, you know, autographed Jeff Hardy memorabilia, stuff like that that is included in my list of things that I am ever grabbing if my house were to burst into flames as part of my, you know, prized possession. So it's just, it's kind of crazy to me to see all of this and to see the, the sentimental value and see even the, the, you know, superstars that are on there get kind of emotional when they come across these pieces, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's
1: it's wild.
0: Speaking of that, I did catch a a few and cause it took me a while to to know what you were you know referencing Mm -hmm. but the undertaker Kane, one was a good one yeah because they were going for that mask of the undertaker and paul bear's urn and you know how Mm -hmm. much i love paul bear i gotta annoy people with my impersonation of him but you know
1: (laughs) that was neat (laughs) so amy will
0: enjoy it yeah for sure
1: yeah that was amazing so that's That's something that I mean, definitely just from a fan perspective, if you're going to check something out and you don't actually want to sit and watch wrestling, because we've all admitted that, you know, we're, we're a wrestling podcast, but none of us even like wrestling anymore. (laughs) Um, but if if you, you know, for someone who gains, who has, and has gained so much respect for the business over the years to really kind of sit and see this, it's a very interesting series. Um, that's just Mm -hmm. kind of something that drew me in this past week um aside from you know trying to keep up with all the craziness that's been going on um so you know i'm I'm really curious to see i hope they do another season of it and you know that we see a bit more because i i would like to see them kind of delve into you know some of the ones that we don't hear so much about anymore and like you mentioned with undertaker and kane the cool thing about them is that the both of them actually had their memorabilia oh, right. and And I think that's great because that speaks volumes to how they protected their character so much over the years that they didn't just hand their memorabilia to fans or, you know, it didn't just fall into the hands of collectors, um, you know, like a lot of these things have. So it wasn't hard for them to really find it. It was just the simple fact, you know, it's been sitting here for years. Um, But Amy, since you, you're the one that brought up, you know, Cody Rhodes. So now let's talk a little about AEW. We have seen the internet buzzing this week. About a lot of speculation with AEW about maybe some potential contract signings that have occurred or will be occurring in the near future. So I would like to know what everybody's thinking. The first thing um, you know that comes to mind will probably be Daniel Bryan. What are we thinking? Are we thinking that this is going to be something where we're actually going to see this happen? And if we do, how does this change, you know, our perspective of daniel bryan so amy go right ahead take us
2: off so i am excited for this because like as much as i try to stay off of the wrestling news websites um one of the things i was reading about daniel bryan because i'm a big daniel bryan fan so obviously uh knowing what he his plans are is very important to me because he's one of my favorite wrestlers um Mm -hmm. His big thing when he left WWE and didn't renew his contract was he wanted to work with New Japan. And that's why one of the reasons why uh, WWE for a couple of months back was trying to get a deal with New Japan, try to bring in like some of their guys and vice versa and stuff like that. And apparently that fell through. So now that like the forbidden door has been just freaking kicked open in AEW, like granted they just defended or uh, they just changed, their title just changed hands on an AEW show yesterday. Um, it's a no-brainer that Danny Bryan sees AEW as an opportunity because uh, the great thing about AEW is he's not held down, or at least like for most like these big name guys, they're not held down with just AEW. They could work with New Japan. Um, they could show. They could do some smaller stuff. And like um, I remember, John Moxley he did um, what's the uh, Josh Barnett um, thing? Blood um, Bloodsport. Bloods- yeah, yes. like he he did that show. So like AEW is just he, they're people are giving him a hard time about signing all these people, but at the same time, like it's not like once you're in, you're in, you can't leave. So Mm -hmm. they could sign these people and make sure that they show up for certain dates, but they could also go work other places, which is really nice. And I think for Daniel Bryan, someone who a wants to slow down and B wants to start wrestling his dream matches. Like, I think I heard he wants to wrestle Kenny Omega. He wants to um, wrestle Alistair Black and stuff like that. So um we're malachi black and we'll tell him, call him by his dead name um but that man is dead yeah, yeah <laughs> um, shame
0: on you yeah god damn it, um,
2: it. And, yeah, we're not so, getting a
1: like on this episode from him i'll tell you I that know, we're, we're, demonetized.
2: we're demonetized we're <laughs> demonetized <laughs> damn uh, basement
1: dwelling podcasters
2: But um, yeah, so I'm super excited. I think it's the right choice for Daniel Bryan, and I can't wait till he debuts. And I hope that the, like uh, I said before we opened up in the podcast, like it's almost confirmed because until either AEW or Daniel Bryan say it it themselves, I'm not going to believe a thing, but everybody and their mother is reporting that he signed and it was signed last night. So I, I hope it comes through.
1: Yeah, Tyler, yeah, what are you...
2: your thoughts about this?
0: Uh, I can't comment. I'm.
1: Uh-oh. Uh, we're having a ticker. Oh no!
0: I'll share... Yeah, I'll share my thoughts on it and uh oh, yeah there we go
1: i, I, I know i've go.
0: actually done pretty good the ticker's not you know done a whole lot so i you know I, I, i'm not they're not paying me that that well because you know my internet but <laughs> the only thing no i i think daniel bryant i have to agree as much as it pains me with ref amy about AEW because you know i'm on raw but uh, mm-hmm. i think it will be dream matches and yeah he'll be able to be more creative i do agree with that because sometimes wwe you know uh can do that to a character, and how many times can I mess up the word w? my goodness, I, I promise you <laughs> I can pronunciate words you'll we'll have bloopers for your life yeah that, that's gonna
1: be so. um, yeah i I actually do agree with both of you um you know daniel bryan is is somebody who has been decorated i mean he he has had a phenomenal run you know in w w e um you know we 've seen him go through quite a bit. I mean, you know, his yes movement and all of that, we saw him tag with Kane. Um, He really has accomplished a lot. And then to see and know that, you know, with the whole contract thing expiring and everything was going on, I am very excited to see him gain more opportunity because like Amy said, you know, he's kind of wanting to slow down a bit. You know, he, he wants to focus on wrestling his dream matches. And I think that at the end of the day, you know you can one of these wrestlers they could be with wwe for 20 30 years and never get to fulfill their dream matches because of their contracts and it's it's a shame because from you know the point of view of somebody who's been in the business i I just kind of think that everybody you know who gets into this business in one way or another almost has that that dream sense that you know This is what I would love to do. If I ever have the opportunity to do this, I will feel, you know, that I could walk away and be 100% satisfied. And I think that that is going to open a lot of opportunities up for Daniel Bryan to be able to do so. Um, One of the things that actually came up in conversation in one of the group chats that I'm involved in was um, his yes chance would he be able to continue with that if he's interested? Or will WWE try to put some sort of copywriting on it and not allow that to occur? And, I mean, we've hmm. seen them do some things like that in the past with certain individuals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you never know what he might have to change around about himself and his, his character here. Because, uh. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it past them. But can they really copyright the word yes? Well, <laughs> like, they could
2: copyright the hand movement.
1: Exactly. Because they so, did this
2: and yes. sent.
1: So, so um, it would I'm, be I'm interesting. Really, really interested. You know, that was, that was a point that, that someone had brought up in conversation about that. And I'm like, hmm, didn't think of that. But now that this is a possibility...
2: They might run into might... trouble though with that because I know a couple of sports teams like baseball and stuff they mm-hmm. do that every time they do their um um what do you call it a home run yeah so, gotcha as we know with season so desist how about that? <laughs> yeah you would have to send it to them too because if you don't enforce your season and desist there's nothing that's gonna exactly if, if yeah. I wouldn't put it past WWE to do it because seeing how they've um, tried to take as much as they could away from AEW as far as like the WCW mm-hmm. stuff, like within their own right, they own WCW, right, so right. they have every right to do that. Um,
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, but like seeing how they're very on top of the ball with that, I wouldn't put it past them to try to do the yes movement right. and or the, the yes chant. Um, it's not going to stop fans from doing I'm always it,
1: kind of, so. no, the not thing at all. Is I never got to go to an event, um, you know, that, that Daniel Bryan was at, but that was always one thing that like I'll sit in my living room and I'm like, I wish I was there. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to yes chant, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, I, I definitely agree. I think it, it's going to be interesting to see if anything like that does come about. Um, you know, if, if he, he does, you know, if we do hear word that it's official and Daniel Bryan is going to AEW, um, you know assuming that he's now gotten more opportunities you know different platform more creativity how much you know might end up really getting held back from him or how much is he going to have to change so it's, it's going to be interesting no matter what and I think that out of you know just respect and admiration for you know Daniel Bryan as a wrestler I really would like to see him get everything out of you know life and his career that he possibly can so i'm i'm really hopeful that that's going to be you know something that we we do get to see because i think it's going to be great i think he's um, showing up
0: on smackdown tomorrow we're all in for a treat <laughs> no i'm just kidding i, I had to be twitter funny, would you know.
2: Explode. Sorry, is,
1: did, did vince just tell you that <laughs> he's standing there holding you a gunpoint at RAW?
0: exactly he's like tell him i'll give a copyright i'll get jerry mcdivitt on it yeah exactly he's um, uh i'm hostage so,
1: Speaking of, you know, the AEW rumors, there is also a little bit of a rumor that not only is Daniel Bryan going to be all e but maybe we might be seeing the likes of CM Punk. And we've talked about Punk a good bit, you know, and how we kind of feel like he is done. He is over with. We're not seeing him anywhere anytime soon. Um, you know, especially not in WWE is how we kind of have all felt. So do you guys think this is it? Do you think that AEW might have the hook line and sinker on punk?
0: I'm gonna let Amy get go. I'll follow up. (laughs) Amy's like, oh, all right,
2: fine. (laughs) This one I'm less confident in slash interested in. I've I've voiced this opinion on the podcast before, as much as like I think CM Punk was a great character, a great wrestler all the hype behind him since 2014 and him leaving wwe like i think at some point gets old and we're to the point where like i feel like everyone's just milking it but there is a part of me like i i was just reading on twitter that uh punk's been putting a lot of like vague messaging in his um instagram stories like he, he keeps playing <laughs> the last dance on his instagram with no like picture or anything so like maybe he's playing into it like there are rumors going around that the people who are releasing these rumors are AEW themselves, so that could also be laid into it. I don't know. I'm I, I'm more strict. With, I'm more likely to believe Dana Bryan signed than with CM Punk, and I'm definitely I want to see both of them say that they signed. Because even if AEW says that they uh, uh, CM Punk is all elite, I'm not going to believe it. Until CM Punk, you're not gonna literally believe it until you up. see him come yeah. out and is in the ring,
1: yeah. And even believing. Then, yeah.
2: yeah And even then, I want someone to like push him to make sure it's not a, like a hallucination or something like that. So, <laughs> make
1: sure they didn't have some hologram, you know, image of him yeah. in there.
0: Now, CM and Punk then, is staying with WWE, he's coming back out. Paul Heyman's gonna be with <laughs> him. Uh, you know, this is me just freestyling. No. See, I- but-
2: I will actually, all right, so as much as I love AEW, and I love WWE too, it's just like sometimes WWE is oh, frankly, I know. I hard know. to watch. I would rather him finish, if he's going to have any finish to his career, I'd rather him do it in WWE because I feel like that's such a great story. Like they could mm-hmm. just play off of everything that has happened. And like, he could go through, yeah. yeah, he could go through Triple H and stuff like that. that. would be a good retirement match for Triple H. Oh my God. Like the, the guy who like yeah. talking s word i don't know if we're allowed to curse. i don't know if I can. Um, yeah we can curse okay. i curse all the
1: time and i don't think ted has ever blocked me out and at the end of the day he's not here to yell at us and tell us what to do so yeah dad, it. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> it. Yeah, dad.
0: go to your happens. room no i'm just
1: kidding dad is off being an amazing husband and father to his other children and he, just left, he left his his illegitimate kids here to to run the show so <laughs> it's on him this is him not wearing <laughs>
2: pants <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that, that's more reason to tune in Come on.
1: but, but no. um yeah, go yeah. On. so that. yeah like
2: i i much like as much as like the AEW um hype is all, uh, all about punk i'd ra- i'd actually rather see him go to wwe but i know that relationship would be very uh Tumultuous. tumultuous yeah <laughs> they can't speak it'd be really bad <laughs> yeah we're rubbing I, off on you now we can't talk. I,
1: I, I agree with you with that um as much as you know CM Punk's name gets thrown out anytime there's rumor of a return coming I mean and and I get it you know CM Punk was great you know he had he had some pretty great you know storylines going on um I never really like got super into him until he had ended up having his feud with Jeff Hardy. And that was solely because I was obviously marking out over Jeff Hardy, but um, you know, like the more I look back on it, I I do realize that, you know, he, he was a great wrestler. I see why the fans absolutely loved him. Um, But I don't, I'm not hopeful either. I think that, you know like you said he may have been dropping some things on social media but i almost think that punk is just trolling people because i think that he's probably sitting back at home and he's like oh wow like let me just mess with these guys a little bit because i have no intention of coming back um but if he does i feel like as as good as aew is i do agree that wwe is where punk needs to come back and have a final run if he's gonna do it um whether or not that happens, I don't know, but I'm kind of with you guys. I'm not going to believe it until I actually see that happen. And I don't even think I'm going to believe it if it's on TV. I think I'm going to physically have to be there and see this man walk out in the flesh because- It's a delusion. It, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would imagine, to, yeah. to be like that, but even if it happens, I'm still probably going to be in denial about it too, because it is what it is. Um, what,
0: what about Heyman, though? Hey, you could, with Triple H, the same thing, a lot of story there. Yeah, You could they're, involve they're really him with is. Roman or, you know, if Lesnar were to come back, they, they've they had some matches. So there, I yeah. agree, there's there's a lot to do with WWE. I know everybody's thinking toddler's getting paid off, he's got Hulk and Nadia on, he's here in the, the, the Thunder. Money, well, not the Thunderdome. There's, Share there's <laughs> huh? Listen, Share Tyler, the money. Whatever
1: they're paying <laughs> yeah, you, we need 30%.
0: I was trying to help you out on your conspiracy theories, Amy. And then, uh, you know, Avi, <laughs> well, whatever no you need. I know <laughs> yeah. uh, I know you don't. You're awesome. You're awesome.
1: I, listen, but, I you mean, know. you know, but yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> it has been a very interesting week in professional wrestling, um, but let's take a quick break and then we'll kind of come back before we wrap everything up and we will see what other thoughts we have. And if there's anything else we would like to add And breath, Amy's got a pen in her mouth, so we will get you when we get back.
0: For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am the Temptress Witch, and you are joining myself and Ref Amy and Tyler Peters here and this is the Temptress Witch Takeover edition because daddy is on vacation so we are just here having a ball. I also have Jasper, Luna, and Butters who have all three decided to make an appearance this week for some unknown reason that I haven't figured out. Um, So before our break we kind of touched up on a little bit of what's been going on in wrestling and we just finished talking about You know the the AEW rumors with uh, potentially seeing Daniel Bryan and CM Punk come in. Um, I'm gonna kind of jump back a little bit to WWE and something that we didn't touch on earlier when we were discussing you know this weekend in wrestling and um, sorry (laughs) Um, and the um, you know the results of Money in the Bank and something that I wanted to get some opinions on here is Nikki Ash cashing in and beating Charlotte for the championship. So. I, you know, predicted that we were going to see her win Money in the Bank, and I really didn't have any reasoning for it other than, for me, I'm like, well, I see one of these Money in the Bank matches having some sort of, like, fluke-type thing go on, and it's going to be the most, like, unlikely contender, and Nikki just tended to be that contender in my opinion, so that's kind of why I picked her. Um, I was really surprised to see her cash in the next night. I thought maybe they were going to build her up a little bit more, you know, as Miss Money in the Bank prior to us seeing a cash in, but we didn't. So she is now the, the women's champion and I'm not quite sure, you know, where they're going to go with it. So I really want to hear some thoughts from the two of you in regards to, you know, is this something that we like? Is this something that we don't like? Do we think this is going to be, you know, a, a good thing, a bad thing? Tell me how you feel about it. Go ahead, Tyler.
0: Uh, I'm happy for Nikki Cross. I, I think she's worked hard for it, but I, I'm afraid it's just going to be temporary, a temporary fix because, I mean, it, as much as I respect Nikki Cross, I don't see her being able to, you know, hold that title for a long period of time, like a Charlotte Flair or even a Rhea Ripley and Asuka, or if, you know, use, for example, a Becky Lynch whenever she had the the belt. So that's the thing. It, it is tough. It's hard for me to have an answer for you know which way they can go about it from a creative point of view with nikki cross or nikki ash excuse me with her superhero alter ego like hurricane helms you know and you know it's a tribute we to already Helm. saw
1: this. i, I know i know but already
0: but you gotta think he, <laughs> he's gotta be loving it though so i ref amy i'm gonna go to her because to be honest i'm with you ivy i just it's too interesting right now and still too new for me to see where they can go with them but I'd love to hear what the referees got to say.
2: So I, unlike uh, Ivy, I didn't really pick her as really a contender during the Money in the Bank match, which kind of was probably my downfall. Just because for like what Tyler just uh, said right here, like I often, like when I watch what they do, they're do, they doing with her, I'm comparing it to the way that the hurricane was portrayed back mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. the 2000s. And like it was never serious. It was never supposed to right. be something that you fell in love with. He was always like the the butt of the jokes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which was fine. Like it, it, the thing about wrestling is like if you find that niche, like not everybody needs to be like the top main eventers. Right. Like that like some people are really good at just being the funny guy. Like um, what is it um, our truth, our truth. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah, he he brings and then that's he brings so much comedy that yeah. it really does make it entertaining like even though you kind of sit there and you're like okay this is kind of stupid but it's so like yeah. idiotic that it makes you laugh exactly. so yeah go ahead continue so, i didn't need to
2: interrupt oh no you're good you're good
1: um, I'm, be- I'm being nelio and ted both tonight as well no. as trying to be myself here so this Mom is really hard
2: for me it's <laughs> a dangerous
0: combination
1: But um, so
2: and yeah going into the money in the big, i didn't really like think of her as someone that could possibly like not possibly win And when she did one I was like okay interesting I guess they can get like a couple weeks out of this before like a cash in whether it be successful or not. Did I expect her to cash in the night after absolutely not in fact, as I mentioned earlier in the um, podcast. I, I stopped watching Raw and like just went to bed. And then I woke up and like there were so many things trending from Raw, including Karen <laughs> Cross and Keith Lee and Jeff Hardy and all that stuff. Right. And then when I saw Nikki Ash and the fact that she won, which kind of got buried, I kind of feel bad, like through all the controversy and all the returns, like Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash's Her moment. Definitely. Got, got, yeah. On on Twitter at least. She had a great, like watching it back and watching like the fan reaction after the show went off, like she, she got a good reaction. Like people were like on their feet for her when she cashed in. And I think that was a great moment. And I, I hope that she's, she'll look back on that fondly. I'm a little bit in Tyler's camp when it comes to what I think happens next. I think this is a transitional, like it's a good moment. They're going to ride it for like a month or two. And then, oh, Going back on what you said about hoping that Becky returns, I'm kind of hoping they wait till after, or she could return at SummerSlam, but like after SummerSlam, she returns because SummerSlam is already built with so much star power right now. Mm -hmm. And why waste Becky's return on SummerSlam right now? So I think Nikki is going to hold the belt for until Becky comes back Mm -hmm. and then her and Charlotte are going to resume that feud. Because that's the money feud, and that's when when they think that the women's division is kind of faltering, they they rely on Becky and Charlotte in the same way that like a lot of times they used to rely on Bailey and Sasha. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah, it's a testament to like how they feel about the other girls. But I hope that they'll learn to bring up some of the other girls. But yeah, I see her as more of a transitional champion. But I hope she gets a hell of a fucking ride with it. They, they yeah, need to bow down I, to the I queen.
0: Agree. No, go ahead, Abby. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I'm I'm so. You know I'm fair, but come on, Charlotte. We we all know I've got a soft spot. You know that's, that's
2: no. Awesome. You know no, it's not soft. Let's be honest, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, come
0: on! I walked into that one. Yes! Didn't I? Oh my God, she got me.
2: It. That was
0: our. That moment. was a nice segue. Oh my
1: God, it
0: are we going back to perfect. the attitude era? Oh, excuse me. Okay, Listen, I mean, you know what? I, I
1: think I think we need the attitude era. Back we we
0: do. Morning. No, I, I think we it really was great.
1: Right. Um, but, no, yeah. but. <laughs> Wheeling back in here and um just kind of my thoughts. I, I do echo what both of you are saying. Um I really I I don't I don't quite know where they're going with this. Um I and I, I, I again like I feel bad because I feel like, you know, they could have given her, they could have, you know, built this up a little bit more and really turned Nikki into, you know, a major character here and, and kind of made her look more like a major contender. Um I kind of feel as though similar to what we talked about earlier about, um, Goldberg being the second choice to come in. I almost kind of feel like Nikki might've been the second choice to win this match. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure what the surrounding situation was with it. Um, but I, I don't feel that she was who I thought like once the match started, I was thinking for sure that we were going to see, um, Liv live Morgan, um, come out with this, but like after a certain point in that match, I was like, mm, okay, I don't see this anymore. So I don't know if maybe there was a legitimate injury or something that they just haven't brought out yet. But if that were to come out, that's where I'm saying, okay, like this, this makes sense now. Um, but I, I think that she was more like the second option. I'm pleased with it because I think that it's great for her, Um, you know, definitely excited for her to have this opportunity. But again, I don't see this being something long-term. I don't see her holding this belt very long. Um, I would like to see, you know, kind of what Amy said, let's wait off on Becky a little bit if she is going to have her return, because I think that if we bring Becky back at SummerSlam, it's going to make Nikki's title run a little bit, dull it's not going to give her what she deserves and I mean she is she's a great performer it's not you know that she isn't um she's you know entertaining um you know and all but I just really I don't know where they're going with it and I think it's one of those things I think I need I need a couple more weeks to adjust and figure it out um you know as far as that but yeah I I don't know guys I don't know Mm. we shall see we yeah. shall
0: see no I, I was gonna say what if they went back to her older character and she could feud with like rhea ripley i think that could work mm-hmm. but you yeah. know that's just made yeah. kind of fantasy booking so uh, yeah, you know,
1: no for sure i i don't know i mean i i get the new character for her a little bit um and i think she's doing it well you know i mean like sure. we talked about the hurricane hurricane was like i'm sorry but it doesn't matter who you are whether you were a fan or not like you know who hurricane is so, you yeah, know, you do. I think that, you know, Nikki's in a position right now where I don't necessarily know if WWE really knows what they want to do with her. And I think her having this title opportunity might give them, you know, some sort of idea or direction to go in, which is hopefully going to be good because I would hate to see, you know, her have this run and it be completely dull and, you know, it kind of soil her image, you know, long term. So I don't know we will see um something else that Tyler you brought up earlier was the rematch with uh Bianca and Carmella so what are we thinking about that because that's actually a match and I still haven't I didn't go back and see that match yet so I kind of want to hear your thoughts surrounding that current situation.
0: I think it's going to be a great match. I think you need to go back and watch that match on SmackDown. Carmella, I got to admit, I wasn't a big fan. I know she's an attractive woman, but as far as her in ring abilities, but she has came back better. I mean, very improved. Okay. Not that I'm one to talk, because I, I don't wrestle. I know it's easy for me being a mark and a fan, but I'm just saying that you know she and has been impressive against Bianca, and it took Bianca. It takes two to do it but I, I think they pull off some great matches and I like this. I, I believe it, did I read it right. Two cities that SmackDown's going to kind of emanate from like Cena, I think maybe in Cleveland while they do the match, Bianca and Carmella in Miami, I may be mistaken. I'll have to get, go to our sources here with ref Amy on that, but <laughs> I think they're going to, they could steal the show. I mean, they're, they're that talented and Hey, I say that about Carmella. She's a former champion in her own right. So who, you know, what do I know? Who do I know? Yes, Vance is still paying the money, baby. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think that Carmella is someone for me that I could not stand her for the longest time. And it, it, it wasn't anything really so much to do with her as a person or even her ring ability. I just did not like what they were doing with Carmella. Um, and then, you know, after she ended up um, having her, her title reign. I kind of, she started to grow on me a little bit and I'm like, okay, I saw that she started to get a little bit better in the ring. She was, you know, obviously becoming a fan favorite. So, you know, I kind of was like, okay, okay. I kind of see what they're doing here with her and, and I'm okay with it. Um, so we all know, obviously she wasn't first choice to go up against Bianca, but Bailey got injured. So now they had to throw somebody in and they used Carmella. I don't think it's terrible. Um, you know I I would like to see Bianca have a much you know stronger competitor because Bianca is a hell of a performer I mean she's great she is excellent like I can remember watching some of her first matches when you know she first started coming around and I was like she is great like she to see her coming in and basically just like holding her own against some of these you know, women who had been on the main roster for so much longer than her, like, that was big. I think that was one of the bigger parts of seeing, you know, the current women's division was seeing Bianca Belair come in and really show us what she's got. It
2: so I'm, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, and then and then the match at WrestleMania between her and Sasha, I like, that still is such an iconic match for me that I've, like, every time I see something posted about it, you know, on social media, I can't help but stop to watch You know, like the parts of of her match with Sasha Banks, because I think they did an excellent job. And you could see not only did they both wrestle well, but, you know, Bianca is somebody who you can see her emotion in her matches. And that's what I really like.
0: Oh, you can. It it was an amazing match. And I I was just going to throw this out to ref Amy, too, and to you, Ivy. Hey, speaking of NXT stars, what about Tegan Knox? That could be somebody that could challenge Bianca because you could have that okay. NXT kind of flavor. Maybe you know that's far fetched, but with them being I mean, on the main it, roster, it's more give possible. It time; no, you never know. No,
1: no. I mean, no. yeah, if you if you give it a little bit of time and and stuff, I mean, we don't know how long they're going to keep the belt on Bianca. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this could be something where that might be something that we see soon. You know, and. I wouldn't put it past WWE to at least bring something like that up. I mean, I think that Bianca is somebody that needs a strong competitor. And I don't see a ton of that happening right now in the women's division. Unfortunately, Um, you know, you've got your, your main stars that we, that we see, we've got Charlotte, obviously Charlotte is dominant. She's not going anywhere. Um, You know, you have Nia Jax because Nia is just, you know, She's she's Nia. She's she's mm-hmm. absolutely great. I mean, she's you know she's. A, a, I don't want to like say this in an unflattering way, but she's a bigger woman. So like you know she comes in and she really dominates in the ring. And and to have her there, you know, gives a lot to the division. You have Tamina, who's also another very strong competitor. Um, but it's it's kind of hard to see the matchups a lot between the women. You know, it doesn't always feel like you have equal competitors when they have these matches. So um it's it's one of those things where we've seen such a big change in the women's division over the years you know it used to be bra and panty matches and now these women are actually fighting for something and they are so yeah. you know it's it's i'm i'm starting i'm noticing that when it comes to me looking at the the women performers i'm like i'm actually looking to see how you know what their abilities look like now as opposed to just oh are they pretty and blonde with big boobs <laughs> i mean which don't get me wrong pretty blonde with big boobs is always a plus but can they wrestle
0: I, I wouldn't know anything about that I I you know I'm <laughs> I'm very respectful and you know we uh, You're a good I, may, boy, I may I may well, I well <laughs> I may watch a few uh, uh excuse me I've said too much already uh, referee Amy I'm going to you yeah there you go
2: <laughs> Just to, so yeah just to clarify the rolling loud um what do you call it, a festival that will have Bianca Belair and it looks like Biggie versus Apollo Cruz. There's uh, a story coming out right now that one of the stages, though, collapsed. So we'll see if that actually happens. (laughs) But the rest of the show is going to be in Cleveland. Um, But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed, um, as far as Carmella and um, Bianca, I enjoyed them last week and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy them again this week. Do I see the title changing hands? Absolutely not. But like Props to Carmella, like like you were saying, Tyler. She has become, become leaps and bounds as far as her wrestling ability. And she always had the character worked out. That was great. Like, I, I loved every iteration of um, Carmella. So I think she is definitely, once uh, they get through the feuds that they want to get through, she's definitely going to be a women's champion again. So. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you guys there. Um so before we like totally wrap up, one of the things that you know I've been thinking we this, it's been a busy week in wrestling. we've seen some returns we've seen a lot of different things go down, some unpredictable moments, maybe a little unexpected. Um, what are you guys looking forward to what do you what do you think is coming in the upcoming weeks or something that you're excited about any you know particular feud that you want to keep up with or you know is there maybe a challenger that you're looking forward are you looking forward to seeing another return here at some point and if so who let me know tyler
0: i think we're eventually i mean we're seeing cena right now i think like we've all talked about it, it's going to be Roman and the rock eventually i, I think mm-hmm. we'll see it happen because cena's been doing films no different than what the rock's doing now so i think you know him returning with the uh the decision, the money being right, kind of like with Lesnar, I think we'll see uh, the people's champion come back and it'll be a big draw between him and cousin uh, Roman. And you talked about okay. it. The Usos could turn on him. I think Ted's brought up this point And with Heyman, all this, hey, The Rock had some history with Heyman going back to Lesnar. So you've got all this, you know, integral parts that you could play off right. of. So it, it makes for some must-see TV. And SmackDown has right. just been better than Raw, even though this Raw had some surprises and was pretty good. SmackDown, to me, other than NXT, has been WWE's big show.
1: So mm-hmm. I know um, that, you know, like, we we talked a little bit about, like, what's going on. And you mentioned The Fiend earlier. Um, and I actually saw somebody on Twitter Uh, posted I forget who it was but somebody posted something on Twitter and it was kind of just like a a conspiracy theory which I kind of want to hear Amy's thoughts on this one Um, somebody said you know the last time that we saw Cena was the Firefly funhouse match so somebody was like what if you know many of these superstars that we're kind of seeing come back are actually under control of the theme and we're going to see that type of storyline play out me personally I'm like makes for some interesting psychology but with as unrealistic as it is and with how much you know social media and kayfabe being dead I don't think that would be a smart move on WWE's part to have some sort of storyline like that um but it was it was just something that I happened to see this week and, and I wanted to bring it up before I forget about it and with you mentioning Cena I'm like let me let me remember that now what do you think Amy conspiracy theory queen over here Mm. do you think we might see the fiend actually controlling everybody
2: i mean it's a great story do i think that wwe have that long-term booking strategy in place where he starts controlling the people that he's had matches with seeing as one of those people is no longer with the company and they were fired Mm -hmm. unceremoniously. um (laughs) I don't think if w- if it was done I would be like oh yeah that's a great thing but I don't think that's happening and if it is yeah. they're going to if they if that is in mind they're going to throw throw it together really haphazardly and it's not going to really make sense to most it's, of the like casual viewers right it's a it's a good plan it's good fantasy booking but I don't see it happening right right I think I think like, I, yeah.
1: I think that came more from um the Cena and Riddle um, moment the bro moment in the ring and they were like I guess people weren't expecting Cena to have that I guess encounter with him and they were like oh mm-hmm. maybe you know they're going to use the fact that the last time that we saw Cena was with the fiend and make it seem like you know he's playing this certain part but then we're going to turn around and maybe see like a heel Cena or something so yeah
0: mm-hmm. some interesting theories uh you know whether they play out or not I- I'm with you and hey speaking of that segment how cool was that and I'm I've been hard on Riddle so far not liking him and his character with a bro but him and cena doing that was pretty entertaining I got i gotta tell you
1: yeah i mean and speaking of riddle where the hell is orton like
0: oh he'll be is, back is,
1: yeah. i will he'll definitely be back and you know that's another little bit of a disappointment that i had with the men's money in the bank match i was kind of wondering if we weren't going to see orton come in and interfere during that match so that riddle would win and i think that's i i kind of wrapped my mind around that possibility a little bit more um you know prior to us making that prediction um and that's kind of why I I I named Matt Riddle as being the one to win but then you know as the match started to play out I'm like okay no they're definitely not going that route um but I think Riddle did pretty like eh. in the match I was a little little you know shocked it was a little sloppy yeah um just just a bit (laughs) just a bit um and it wasn't, it wasn't what I was looking for, you know, coming from him in that match. I was hoping that, you know, even if he didn't win, I was really hoping to be satisfied with his, um, you know, involvement in the match. And I really, I wasn't, and, and it sucks because I riddle somebody that, I, I don't want to say that I'm a fan, but I am pretty entertained by his character. So, you know, he kind of gives me a chuckle here and there. And he just kind of reminds me of, like, you know, one of those weirdos on the boardwalk that's just, like, kind of cruising around by himself and, like, talking to himself and stuff. Like, I could see, like, he's, he's playing a character that I could see just being the most random person that me, like, I would look at out in public and be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? But I would laugh about it, and it would kind of bring me a moment of joy. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't see something better unfold, you know, in that match with him, honestly.
0: Yeah, true. Hey, what about that spot? What did you guys think about, man? Owens just puts his body on the line. I mean, taking that, what was it, a power bomb by Seth Rollins through the ladder? I'm like,
1: Mm -hmm. how are these
0: guys walking? Because that's a physical toll right there. I mean, what KO does, and Rollins is amazing. All these athletes. I mean, it's what they have to put their body through. I mean, you guys know more than I do. I I don't know. I took a headbutt, but you guys have been through it
1: (laughs) Kevin Owens is someone for me that continuously impresses me um, because when you, when you look at Kevin Owens, he's not, when, when you just look at him, you don't think of him as being, you know, this high flyer, this, you know, like excellent, you know, you, I don't look at him like a Jeff Hardy character. That's just going to defy gravity and do all these different things, but he does. And when he does, I think he sells it well and the fact that he often just gets right back up. I mean, we've seen the matches with him and Shane McMahon and, you know, similar things we've had spots like that. And I'm just like, Holy cow. Like this man is putting his body through it. Um, I do get a little bit nervous sometimes because knowing that, you know, he's a much, you know, bigger, broodier guy. And knowing that he's taking, you know, those hard falls. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I know that hurt. (laughs) Like, and, and is this going to be something that, you know, he really should slow down because it's going to really put a damper on his career. Um, and he's, you know, he's not old. He's not, you know, at a point where like he should be looking at retirement anytime soon, but I would hate to see him continue to put himself through this and really injure himself and ruin his career over it. Um, but I, I, I love Kevin. Owens. I think he gives me like, like a stone cold Steve Austin mixed with, Mick Foley vibe and I I can't quite figure it out and I just think it's because you know the way that he the way that he is in the ring and you know he's willing to do those things I mean if you think back at you know all the cage matches over the years with Mick Foley I mean that man would just throw himself anywhere and you know then you think about how hardcore he is you know with the feuds that he's had with um like with Shane McMahon It, it really reminds you of Austin and Vince So Mm -hmm. I, he's, he's definitely become a character that I love over the years. Um, But I, I don't know. He, he, he scares me sometimes. I'm starting to get a little concerned.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What what do you think, Amy, about KO taking these uh, bumps? I I mean, they're, they're, they're fun to watch You know, I I'm with you. I'm afraid he'll get injured, but I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts.
2: Um, as someone who's been watching Kevin Owens when he was formerly known as Kevin Steen back in uh, Ring of Honor and PWG and stuff, like these things don't really surprise me anymore. <laughs> like those hits that he takes, because he was taking them long before he was in WWE. Right. Um, I'm a little worried of how long he can consistently do that, but I mean, when you like what you do, you like what you do. Some guys, they love that hit. <laughs> it's just like-
0: see adrenaline probably right that rush you get you know from the fans Mm -hmm. especially that crowd being there they they just feed off that energy we as we're talking about that early on so
1: yeah i definitely think that the fans are making a huge impact um you know in this past week um just the fact that having them there and, and the performers are getting these, you know, major pops from fans that we haven't seen in so long. I think it's, I think it's gassing everybody up a little bit and, you know, they're, they're doing, they're pushing themselves a little bit harder, you know, as opposed to when we didn't have the fans there. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's a big contributing factor to a lot of what we've we've seen this week and I'm excited for it. I really hope that, you know, COVID stays. chilling because I, I, I hated seeing you know these these amazing talents have to go out there and put on a show in an empty arena I mean I I really like I've said it multiple times in the past you know year that hats off to to these performers because someone who knows the business like you know that your fan reactions are what pump you up that's what gets you excited it's what helps you to be a better performer so you know not having that you know, I think contributed a lot to why we're all like wrestling is dead. It's boring. I'm tired of watching this, but like, you know, to see them back, I I've, I've been a little bit more excited about it this past week. So I'm really hoping that we stay in this, in this lane and and keep things mellowed out because I would hate to see COVID come back in a rage and, and kill it again for us. I really would.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I have too. I mean, I'm, I'm with you both. I mean, fans have just added so much because, Normally, you know, compared to last year's Money in the Bank, especially having it at tight Towers, I mean, I, it was so much different this year. And, of course, a lot to do with, you know, Amy having Mysterio a fan
2: Mysterio during uh, that match. I <laughs> know, I know what happened. He, he's
0: resurrected. They, they did the Undertaker thing or something. That was, was such a,
2: an acid trip. That trip it was. Oh I God. mean, you, you
0: had to be on something. I mean, because you had, speaking of Bruce <laughs> Pritchard, Brother Love shows up when, with Mysterio in the bathroom, and Vince is like washing his hands or something when Styles and <laughs> – I think what Daniel Bryan are fighting in his office or something. It's, yeah. it's really oh. crazy. He's like, get out. Honest, <laughs> like, okay, you know.
1: Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Well, before we go, I don't know if you guys have any closing thoughts that you would like to just overall add, but it's been a quite, quite a good, a good, uh, a show here. We've had some pretty good conversations about a lot of the stuff and quite frankly, I'm a little bit disappointed that our fucking father is MIA this week. <laughs> And, you know, mom is out painting her toenails or whatever the hell Nellie is doing, you know? Um, because I, I would have really liked to hear a lot of their thoughts on, you know, some of these things, especially because it has been an eventful week. And for such a long time now, we talk about how it's been uneventful, we're bored with it. You know, so this was a pretty interesting week to be able to engage in actual conversation about, you know, the thing that we all love. So at the end of the day, um, my closing thoughts here, I think that Money in the Bank was good. Um, I was pretty satisfied with that. Um, Monday Night Raw was good. I think we had quite a slew of returns that really, you know, we've, we've gotten these fan reactions. And, you know, as a fan myself, I even had some reactions as far as that. Um, you got a lot going on. So closing
2: thoughts, Amy. So closing thoughts real quick on something we did not touch on. Oh, go 18-year-old me is like, freaking out about we're going to get next week on AEW Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage never in my life would i thought i would ever see this match
1: <laughs> yeah the, that's going to be a good one oh my god deathmatch
2: wrestling it's my definitely mm.
1: yeah definitely be, be crazy one. yeah that's that's one and and i'm i'm really glad that you brought that up cuz i had forgotten about it too um i'm i'm pretty pumped for that i i can't wait to see it um you know i i <laughs> amy is all hype we will have. We should do like a watch party or something for that because that that's, yeah, that's going to be a good match for sure. Um, but yeah, do you have any other closing thoughts that you want to add real quick? I'm tired. Well,
0: that, that's a good one. <laughs> you're
1: tired and everything yeah. behind you is on fire and I you're know. just sitting
0: there. I
2: know, there. how are you surviving? All my life right here. Like, <laughs> hey, that, that's a-
1: well, that's again, Amy's firefly. You know fly. what? Yeah, fun that house, background so. is an absolute nod to the fact that Ref Amy is sick as fuck fire uh, fire emoji so Just you know down, like, strong yeah definitely <laughs>
0: the, the only thing i'm gonna add is man I'm, i've had a blast you know you guys have double teamed me when you needed to and then you know have yeah, left me did. alone <laughs> well i've walked into a lot so far hadn't i what a show my goodness i'm leaving raw now see you <laughs>
1: tyler is over here big pimping it has been a great night um You know, like I said, we had a lot to talk about, so it might have felt like it was all over the place, but my brain just kind of works that way. And without Ted being here to actually, you know, be our host, the temptress, witch had to step up. So with that being said, um, last minute plugs, don't forget to go check out our merch at What a Maneuver. Um, Go buy some damn shirts. Help us out a little bit because we do have some pretty loyal, you know, listeners that I know of. I know some have already sold, so we're really excited about that um they've got all pretty much every size that you could need we've got um t-shirts hoodies women's wear baby onesies like what i need to find somebody who's having a baby so i can get them an ivy fans onesie at this point like this oh, is the greatest so, thing
0: so cute yeah so special <laughs> it would be adorable. It, well, I'm, I'm being serious everybody yeah, thinks it i'm would joking be adorable. You
1: know? um but yeah so it's it's a cool um cool thing for us we're really excited about it um don't forget to check out Arium radio check out 1310 for their mer- uh, their merch um stay tuned for our promo battle which is going to be really fun we've got some cool individuals that are coming in for that um make sure you go and donate to the Norton families go fund me for little Bryce who is our own little personal warrior who we absolutely love and we really you know are always thinking about the family and, and keeping them in our thoughts and and really hoping that we get you know some good news from them soon because it has been a tough time for them um and check out CCW Go check out some shows. There's a ton of stuff coming up. And like we mentioned already, you don't know when you might see the Temptress Witch, but I'm starting to get a little bit tired of waiting around here. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I think I'm going to start showing my face. So stay tuned for that and check out a live Wrestling. Come talk to me in the chat. Um, and then, of course, comment, like, share, subscribe, do whatever it is that you do. And we will catch you next week on Rewind Wrestling Radio. I'm not afraid of